are here for Table Breakers episode one. Nope, episode nine. nine. Oh, wow. Bet nine already. We're at nine. That's cool. <laughs> and uh, tonight, Bruce, Blaine, and Garrett will discuss what constitutes a dungeon. And this is a question that probably should be examined by most people that actually do want to run a game at their table. You need to yeah. discuss this. Welcome to Table Breakers. My name is Bruce. Garrett and Blaine, you have the floor. Oh, we do, huh? All right. Blaine, you go first. Get well, the rants out, rants out of the way. <laughs> Somebody All right. Blaine. No, don't Blaine, worry you about first. that. I mean, honestly, it's just simply... I mean, say the pace here. I mean, I mean, what constitutes a dungeon? Literally, that that wonderful magical divider line between what is known and what's unknown. It's that it's that magic door that separates you from. Oh, hey, it's safety. There's the things we understand, and a big dark hole, which could be a dungeon. It could uh, the, the quote unquote dungeon, the ruins. The under part of a castle, sewer systems, cave networks, fill in the blank. That that point where you can't see far ahead, far ahead anymore, and from that point forward, all you have is uncertainty and danger, and you have to go very carefully. That's the most basics of what it is. Oh, and hello. Okay. I. So I mean, are you saying it's like a gauntlet then? Well, in all essences, what you're looking at here is simply the idea that you have, in essence, like three or four different ways you can approach, you know, what's, the reason, what's an adventure. Okay, am I just echoing badly? I'm hearing a little bit of an echo. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have no idea what's causing that. Oh, let me double check my... Yeah, shouldn't be on mine. Because I'm sorry, I can hear it on mine. I'm just like, what the wait a second. Huh. Oh, that's stupid. Let me see if I can close something out. Get things. No, 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 no. Okay, let's try and just keep talking there. That seems to be better. But no, it's like you just have a just a typical idea of. You know, open setups, you know, like what separates like an arena fight or a street fight from a dungeon is simply the fact is, is that you're transitioning from common into the unknown. And it really is just that point. Once you cross into it, it separates the rest of the world from immediate constant danger. And that's really what that, that point. And yes, a danger can be. A dungeon can be anything from see so what really what you should be asking yourself is is like what kind of dungeon are you trying to set up? Are you are you doing like a short term dungeon, a mega dungeon, um, a hassle you have to get through to get to go past somewhere else? You know, case in point like Mines of Moria, tr dungeon that you have to get through. Um, or you know, like Dragon Mountain for places that you're just gonna be in there for an eternity. But sure. That's just my opening statement, and we'll move on to somebody else now. So, well, Garrett. Well, basically, for like with me, uh, what would constitute a dungeon is 
a place that the PCs will go to actually, you know, do exploring. So the dungeon doesn't necessarily need to be underground. It doesn't need to be, you know, in in anything else. You know, you know, it can be pretty much anywhere. Uh, it's a, basically it's a network or a place where the PCs need to explore and or exterminate. <laughs> I mean, basically that that's what at least to me that's what would constitute a, a dungeon. Uh, also, a place that you know possibly you need to go to uh, you know remove uh, you know things to remove things or obtain things for quests. Okay, and I, I'd like to introduce Connell into our uh, Table Breakers chat. He's a friend of mine, known him for over 10 years. Mary is, is Garrett and Blaine, and uh, they've had a couple tables. Um, Connell, I'd, I'd like you to give your idea of what a dungeon is, if you could expand on what we've already heard so far. I've heard what... Uh, Garrett said, and I'm going to murder your name the first time I say it, so I'm going apologize, to apologize for this now. Kai? Good enough for me. It's how you say it. All right. All right. I think I think a dungeon is limited. I think a dungeon is a dungeon. A maze is a maze. A gauntlet is a gauntlet. I think a maze is a pre-made area that's underneath a mountain that's been dug out by take your race of choice or a castle take your race of choice i mean if you go into a labyrinth is a labyrinth a dungeon no a labyrinth is a, uh, a labyrinth okay so what constitutes to me as a dungeon is lord whatever had something built underneath his castle he's hiding princess barbie of the week and you and your compadres need to go down there and save her or re rescue a jewel of what was the hell was I drinking last night? I, that's, it's a pre-built thing where the other ones are either by nature or just are. I mean, would you say going to the Underdark is a, a dungeon crawl? Yes and no. I think I think you're on something on the idea that a dungeon is limited. Like you have a, unless you're dealing with like a mega dungeon. Like the Underdark is just that's a region. But say like going in like you know the like beneath um ah fuck it. Like simply just the idea that you are right on the idea that there should be an end point, either the point where you leave or boss or the prisoner or the MacGuffin of the week that you're that you're hunting for it's but the thing is that it really is just your players are going to a place that, that they don't know and they're going to have to figure out how to explore it find the solution to it whatever it is be it but there's like there's, there's so many flavors that it could be it could be a slum a cave a dungeon a ruin whatever it's just like it just has to be something that's just not known ahead of time Right, and that, that's it's the million dollar question is, hey, have I been here before? Well, no. Left, right, left, right, or down the center? Well, left will get you killed, but get you more XP. Yep. Well, and if you think about it, 
it, the Underdark would be kind of like and uh, like Patolus. Uh, Patolus is not a underneath Patolus is not a dungeon. The sections that are sectioned off in there would be considered the dungeon. The entirety of it, it, I would not consider it one dungeon. It's separate areas. I, I, I think I've noticed, and this is not a slide towards uh, any of you three, but I, I find people use terminology out of place, especially in our community. Yeah. And I think dungeon is straightforward there's no there's no tra uh loss in translation the dungeon is a dungeon some creepy guy built a holding cell in his basement for people he don't like well it, but but with you saving saying like the underdark that would be saying like ravenloft is a dungeon you can't escape it unless you <laughs> unless the powers of be let you but the thing is is that Ravenloft as a whole, yes, you can't escape it, but you, it is not the dungeon. The dungeon right, are, right. are the different areas. Uh, There's okay. different areas within Ravenloft that would be considered the dungeon. The, what's his name? Um, Strahd? Yeah, Strahd. Strahd. The 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 weird little hidey hole that he hides people that he wants to, you know, inventorize or make his love slaves. That's the dungeon. That's that's the little hole in the ground underneath the castle. But you can also run the castle itself, at, like as a. It's also a pseudo dungeon. You're I and mean, you enter the front gate and you're fighting your way up to, you're working your way up. Not just fighting, but problem solving and. T and Handling issues and problems if you're trying to actually remove Strahd. At that point, it's there's not, it's just a what term you're using. It becomes interchangeable on what you're doing. Like a cavern system is just as much a dungeon network as a, a as a dungeon itself. A prison complex is also a dungeon. If you look at like if you just erase one thing, I one word, mechanics are the same. You only can see X number of feet. You have X rooms that you need to go through. You can only, like, you have to go through. You have to uh, find it, find your traps, do all this. So as far as, as far as all that co is concerned, it really, that is really, in essence, the same thing. It's just like, we can call it a dungeon, a castle, a ruin, a cavern network, whatever. As long as the, as long as your players are limited, you know, in vision, and they have to figure out how to like through mapping or through intellect how to handle the problems, which makes which is why it's different from say a mugging in a street or an arena fight. Those aren't dungeons because those are just simply I can see the end of the encounter. That's the end of it. So, but you can also break down every dungeon into into a chain of encounters. Like I said, a, a, a dungeon can literally just be doorway that you have nothing, no idea behind a hallway. And an orc guarding a cake. That's a dungeon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but if you're going for a cake, normally there's two portal guns and you okay. shoot your way through. 
Right, but the thing here is that we don't have portal guns for playing Dungeons and Dragons. The wizard is just a dork and just teleports. Really, yeah. we're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. go, we're useless because after all, after all, we know Dungeons and Dragons is literally just everyone guards the wizard. Wizard solves all problems, and <laughs> we move forward. But the thing is, that could be as simple as a dungeon. But then again. We don't want to play simple, like unless you got a party of drooling nitwits who think a hallway is a is a challenge. But then again, we all know players and groups who find doors to be the ultimate challenge of all time. It's an unlocked door, guys. They spend 15 minutes figuring out how to unlock a door that's already unlocked. It's it, it's insane. But the thing here is, is that, but like I said, you, like. There's so many ways that you can actually do this to make it interesting. I mean, a dungeon is a very wide, very wide term. Like it can either be as narrow as we want it to be, or a very wide terminology, but all of them have similar characteristics. Would you say a zoo is a dungeon? In, it depends. Are we talking about like the back, the back rooms? No, like, let's say uh, a dungeon technically is another word for a prison. I would uh, a zoo. I could see being a dungeon if it's set up in an interesting fashion that encourages the players to move. But say I just go into uh, the, the you know some local municipality zoo. Not really. You got creatures that are behind bars, glass. They can't reach out and touch you. By definition, but, that is a prison. By other definition, that's a dungeon. Yes. Well, well, the, the I, I actually have a I have a comment from my chat. I have to read this uh, from my buddy NZTNT. I don't know. I've been in some fun dungeons. Just never forget the safety word. Now, again, fun dungeons are fun. Always a safety word. Fun, fun. Right. Fun dungeons are fun. But the thing here is, what's the zoo from being a dungeon? At least for our purposes of, of gaming, I now if you're gonna run the entire game as a bunch of druids who are stuck in you know animal form trying to escape a zoo, yeah, that's a, that's totally a fun dungeon to uh, to run through. But the players walking through a dungeon through the dungeon in the safety area where the where the tourists all walk through, going, oh hey look at ah uh, look at Lord Soth, he's sitting there in the anti magic zone going. Hi, you gonna throw peanuts at me? I'm hungry. I mean, like, that's not much of a dungeon. That's actually a pretty bad dungeon for us. We can like, oh look, we have we have put Lord Soth in his natural environment, angry, brooding, and surrounded by ghost women. You can watch him from nine to five every single day. Make sure and he's just And he's just sitting here going, I'm depressed. Now move on. Now move on, tourists. We now we can now launch Lord Strahd being useless in his in his little home pocket dimension. You're just looking through the window. I can see a I can see a a wizard doing this. He's just bored as hell. But that would like I can see a zoo being an interesting dungeon, but not a very good one unless you can, unless you're creative. Uh, you I love that dungeon. Was that? I just said you can't be can't have a pre a prefabricated dungeon. No, especially when I like tour guides and maps. Never put fire escape plans in in, in your dungeon. Where I, if your players ever ask, is this an OSHA certified dungeon? Just say no. 
um, because your players will just be like, well, the then next we encounter they have after they've asked, is this an OSHA certified dungeon? Is they find a pit trap, and at the bottom of the pit trap, there's a bunch of wheelchairs and skeletons of people that used to use the wheelchairs. And a clipboard and a guy with a hell. A clip clipboard and a skeleton with a helmet you know, on so. You know, <laughs> next time... <laughs> yeah, next time Bruce runs his campaign I'm in and we found ourselves in the dungeon, I'm going to make sure to ask because this is an OSA certified dungeon. <laughs> um, just so you can have that, just so you can have that achievement unlocked, you, you discovered the, the pile of dead wheelchair bards? <laughs> yes. How many of them do you have? Fifty. <laughs> Look, I... Look, I had a player at, like just wander through the clipboard in one of my dungeons and literally just sat there and went, "No, this is totally unsafe. Unsafe. There are not aren't like there are no handrails over these pit traps. This is totally horrifying. There's no mirrors at the corners. This this can't stand." And when he got to the end, he literally just threw the pa the paperwork of of, viol of OSHA violations at the the villain and went, "We'll leave if you fix the dungeon." And the villain's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> What? Like, like, no. We're capable of killing you. We, we, we're already sure of that. So we're going to leave you alive, if, live, and we'll come back in six months and make sure that you've put up handrails, proper lighting, and and all your proper mirrors, and you smoothed out some of the holes. And the villain's like, "What? Yeah, we're just, I, I we're just ocean inspectors." And I'm like, "This is the dumbest adventure ever." Okay, I'm running with it. Okay, cool. <laughs> like I said. When your players get in, I take a joke and make it actually interesting. It's fun. So. Oh yeah, and it just shows you the cleverness of your party, which is always brilliant. Right. In way. The fact that they that they ended up recruiting that villain by literally just coming back nine six months later and asking him if he had actually fixed the dungeon, and they were like, "Oh, cool." Um, Historic thank you. Historically, the Vikings did it to the French. Hey, yeah. we will raid your city if you pay us our weight in gold. French are like, sure. Here's sure. some gold. Yeah. But like I said, you can have a lot of fun with a dungeon if you're just willing to work with it and work with your definitions a little bit. So, like, I like your definition, but I'm willing to expand on it to have more fun. So and That's fine. Like I was going to say, I love words. Words are a very important uh, creation that we use. And I don't like it when words get lost and translate where I say this, but I got five different people taking it five different ways when I originally meant this is the way it was originally created. True enough. True. I mean, I've had DMs say, hey, get ready to do a dungeon crawl, okay? We're going to the Underdark. I'm like, that's just... Not a no. dungeon. That's no. not a dungeon. Perhaps I would, I would go with them with some clan's household for being counting at that but and the thing is is that also dungeons i have a you know as a gm you should be asking yourself what kind of expectation you're going to be asking your players to put into your dungeon crawl is the dungeon literally god i hate this place but that one dungeon in water deep or, or wherever the hell it is where the entrance is literally in a bar oh oh i'm playing and, that campaign right now uh, 5v it, it is amazingly dumb um, Yearning's Portal or something like that. Yeah, where you, where you 
ride an elevator down into the dungeon and it's like whenever you want to come back up like wow what prep time do you need literally we ride down the dungeon on an elevator Whee! does it have a gift shop at the end i don't know we'll find out i annoyed i annoyed my dm greatly when i uh bought the biggest ball of yarn i could find and just like buy a bunch of them tie them and tie them together well this is the way out just follow the yarn yeah and the thing is, is that players have always had tricks, either balls of twine, chalk, lighted rocks, just a chain of lighted rocks behind you. I mean, there's a lot of weird ways that every player has found a way to not get lost, If because, God help you, nobody can actually take a piece of paper and draw in uh, what you've been telling them, because, you know, that's hard. And... Pretty hard. Due to yeah. out of ink, it is. Right. Well, even with the dungeon, per se, you know, I know last week's conversation with random encounters. I love having random, weird-ass encounters in dungeons. Absolutely. Some of the weird things, <laughs> like, there's a zombie beholder down here. Why the hell is there a zombie beholder down here? Uh, as a DM, I put it there. But the thing here is, okay, dungeons are about the only place I'm totally okay with the random encounter. Because once you pass that threshold from known to unknown... Things happen, and I'm like, you know what? If we walk into the room and, you know, some there's some guy who's just like his hobby is carving up bodies, that's cool. We're going to fight that thing because now we're now in the place where everything is potentially hostile. You're not going, um, should we ask it what it's, what it's doing on if it's a friendly or not? You're down here in the land of orcs, kobolds, and butchers. And, and and the undead. We should probably assume everything here is hostile. Barton, and Illinois? What was that? Bartonville, Illinois? Yeah, Illinois. you know what? I'm pretty sure that's pretty accurate. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's definitely accurate. But, no. Um, no, no, no. Creef Tucky. Hey, hey now. Hey no, now. No. <laughs> Green where the orcs live. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> the undead uh -oh. live next to the, uh, next to the alcohol plant in Bartonville. There is no, there's no alcohol plant in Bartonville. It's peaking. Yeah, but the, but the fumes drift across the river. We're just talking about the original location of uh, Springfield for Simpsons, which is about an hour north of Springfield, Illinois, in Peoria. Yeah, the uh, school that Bart and Lisa goes to throughout the entire show is a uh, high school I graduated, Peoria Central. It uh, One of the main artists in the show graduated and he's like, huh, for our school, I'm going to use the one I went to. So it's a daily reminder whenever I watch Simpsons, like, I went to that hellhole. Yeah, pretty much. But no, it's like, but yeah, God, where, where were we? I have no, I, I'm tired, I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I don't know, I think we were, we were in a dungeon. We were in yes, a dungeon. random counters and dungeons, that's what we're into. But yeah, but the thing is, is that, I mean, one of my GMs forgot the I forgot one of those early rules that every person who wanders wanders through a dungeon is is we're always on edge. We're always suspicious. We were like six levels down in the dungeon. We're nowhere near the surface. We're nowhere near civilization. And then suddenly GM's like, "You encounter some beautiful maiden who's asking for help. What do you guys do?" And my first answer was, "I shoot her." Kill it. Kill it now. I, I shoot her. I shoot first. And the, part, the rest of the party's like, wait, what? Flame, you're like the most dip, 
the one the most social person in the party. I'm like, like, we are literally I, 600 feet underground. Why is there a wounded, beautiful woman lying next to a a lake of poison, asking for help? No, I shoot her and I shoot her multiple times until she's dead. And the rest of the party, well, that um, the GM's like, I forgot, you actually you actually don't trust anything in the in the world. Go, no, you're right. I am very paranoid and distrusting of everything. So yeah, I did shoot. And like, yeah, you killed the succubus ahead of time. I'm like, thank you. Oh, and we moved on with our day. Like, <laughs> I, and yeah, it's like. But we could have had fun with her later. No, no, <laughs> no, because we're way too far from the surface. <laughs> if if anyone died, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have carried. I would have carried him out. But I still would have. Uh... <laughs> Bag is holding. No, no, I would have He's at least. Dead. No. Yeah. Burn him to ashes and, and carry him up in a bag. Um, but the thing was, was the GM forgot that once you're in a dungeon, we don't. Everything is potentially hostile. We may look at it, we may talk to it for, for a second, but we're going to assume it's going to try to eat us. And if we find that one guy who's down in the dungeon who's not hostile, well, okay, cool. That's one out of 99. So if you're 99% accurate on the everyone's here to kill us, you should always try to kill everyone back. And that's the difference between surface world campaign fun and dungeon. Dungeon is just morals go out the window. War crime o'clock is now is now starting. <laughs> I will remember this for the next campaign. <laughs> War crime o'clock? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my, my favorite is there's always a whenever you find a room and there's a hole and you look up at the hole and then all of a sudden something starts rolling out of the hole and it's green oh yeah <laughs> plop <laughs> oh now it's square oh a gelatinous cube random cubes always have random cubes you know it kills me it, it really does video games movies even in, in our community no one, barely anyone has the common sense to look up. You go into a random room. What are you doing? I'm looking to my left, and I'm looking to my right, and I'm looking down and, to, you know, to the back wall. Anywhere else? Oh. No. No, that's that's it. Oh, no. My, oh, what my was the... Groups, my ancient Rappers. groups learned this lesson way too well when we were... Because we were dumb, too, once. We were young and idiots. We walked into a room. <laughs> we're like, what are you doing? Left, right, forward, back. Okay, we're all secure. And then Grells. Grells came out of nowhere and ate half the party. And we were like, oh, shit. And from that point forward, we always look up now. Because why? Grells. Grells, cubes, spiders, driders. Lurker above. Stalactites. Right. Um, whatever. <laughs> I, beholder who's just getting ready to like start I-beaming us all. You, you just can't no, trust no, the idea no. that... The beholder's in a wheelchair. Yeah, the beholder's he in a lost... wheelchair. Anti-magic field. He's in a wheelchair now. Oh, <laughs> see, see, I still remember I Tyrant. That was a great book with the idea of, oh, we're all here. And all of a sudden the I Beholder appears out of nowhere. Was that? I Tyrant, second edition. Yes. A amazing book. That's an I amazing know, book. I, I know with previous listening to you guys on previous episodes of this and knowing Bruce as, as long as I have. Really? Ten years? Holy crap. I figured by now you'd find better friends. Um, 
the whole wheelchair, the whole wheelchair thing. I, I, for the most part, I agree with you, unless you play your character like Professor X, which Five E lets you. We, but but Five E is not a game, at least not in the, the millennium that I exist in. <laughs> it might be a game they sell in the same reality I live in, but I pass by <laughs> that shit just like I pass by feminine hygiene products. They're on the same level of necessity in my life. Well. Oh. I have a paying gig where I'm asked to run certain systems. So I run what I get paid to run. So everything is still in my orbit. I know your pain right there. I know your pain. (laughs) I have 5e only because I was told to buy it. Yeah. I don't don't look at 5e as a valid system. I look at 5e like I look at vegans when they try to protest the fucking meatpacking plant, you know? Like you, you guys are really like at the wrong place, and and most people that I know that exclusively play Five E, they will never look at the games I want to run. They'll never look at the adventures I want to buy. They never look at like anything away from that one specific shelf where all the Five E stuff is. Yeah, that and nothing else matters. I'm not gonna. I'm, no, I I only play with DMs that run published adventures. Oh. Oh, get out! No, get out! No. Even this falls back to dungeons. I mean, back to what count as a random dungeon uh, with all the different systems. Not anything that falls into the original Dungeon Dragons Pathfinder. There's another system out there. The one you run has the classical dungeons in it. I've done a what was it? Blade, not Blade Runner. Shadowrun, Shadowrun, where there was a dungeon encounter, and really, realistically, as we were stuck, uh, we were stuck in Best Buy and we didn't know our way out. Hey, Bruce, get closer to your mic. They said that you're a little, little soft. How's That's that? The... How's that? There's a blue pill for that. How's that? Ooh. Much better, Daddy. Okay. Daddy's hard. Daddy's hard. <laughs> Daddy's hard. Daddy. Um. We're back in that dungeon again. Damn it! <laughs> Welcome to Cable Breakers ASMR. Uh, this is white drink. Um, <laughs> this is why I cry at night. Soy base Jeremy says, "I need a soy boy. I need a soy voice from Bruce. Uh, soy voice, huh? Let me, let me pretend I just had some Dos Equis." <laughs> oh yes, we are just having a great time over here in San Antonio. The Heat and uh, the other clubs are having their drag shows this week. No matter what Baby Jesus does, uh, and I probably should apologize to anybody who sits down at the table with me. I am a classical historian type personality. I like aspect so when you say dungeon i'm thinking uh the variation of the first prison that was built underground and i think that's where my hang up <laughs> is oh I, I i know where you're coming from because i fight the exact same urge but then again i i'm doing that usually with like gear equipment and other aspects like clothing or a lot of other aspects that tend to get brushed aside but i'm very picky over and so 
So, yeah, I know where you're coming from. Very, very familiar on that one. So <laughs> It's like we're walking through a forest. This is not a forest. It's one train in a parking lot. You know, the you're at Walmart. Hilarious, <laughs> but I used to do that voice for 92.7 when uh, I interned a little bit over there, and uh, I, I, they they turned that voice into a character that later became Jim the photographer. <laughs> oh God, I remember him. Yeah, he died from a cocaine overdose in '07. I felt sorry for the dude, but he was he was a kind of a crazy individual. True. Yeah, most of them were. Well, I mean, radio people. Radio people are a, a bit more removed from reality than us streamers are. Oh, not by much. When you, yeah, I've, yeah. What hell? Some of the shit I saw, I I, I saw work in. T- Interning at Rock 106, I no, yeah, I agree on. They're their own sect of culture that's way out there. And it, I just was funny. It, the funniest part about it was the lady DJs that actually thought they were something, and you could find the same basic bitch at a Chili's asking for your order. And I'm not saying anything negative about Chili's. I use Chili's as a go-to whenever I need a basic bitch food item. Chili's does a really good job of making mainstream food items. They do. But they usually hire just like uh, random waitress chick number 72. Or number 7,342. Right. And they always get these ones that will be pleasant as long as they get that reciprocation. But I wouldn't test it on a Friday or a Thursday before a major holiday. You're asking for trouble. All right. Well, Bruce, <clears throat> uh, voice cracked. Bruce, uh, myself, Blaine, and Connell, all three gave our definition. You have yet to give yours. My definition of a dungeon is very simple. It's going to be underground. It is not going to connect to a natural terrain. It is something that was artificially made. It is a location for you have an instance in your game, be it a raid, a prison break, or something of that that sort. Rarely do I have my dungeons connect to a terrain that's underground, like a underdark uh, vault, an underdark vault, or an underground uh, cavern that expands into a huge uh, location, kind of like Blackreach for uh, Skyrim. I, I don't I don't typically do that. My my dungeons I actually have started to do a lot of studying on classic dungeon design from Gary. <clears throat> Not that I'm a Gary Gygax worshiper. My my Gygax statue and nightstand combo still weeps blood that I don't play five e. But um, I was starting to wonder about your allegiances there. Why you're? <laughs> I know I know. Well, I, I'm still I'm still tied to Monty Cook. And uh, Monty Cook, I thought, was a really good game designer. So much of put him in my fucking book, Elijah's Story and Election Weekend. But the thing is, is that I, I really, I really enjoyed what Monty Cook did with dungeon design. 
with Tolis and drink everybody because I mentioned Tolis. Um, that's the rule here. You drink no reason a myth whenever you hear ever uh, Earth going or whenever Garrett mentions something or <laughs> we we want all of you to have kidney trouble. Just kidding. I haven't figured out what my uh, what my drinking comments are yet, but hey. Every time Blaine rants, you have to drink. Oh fuck that! I, I prefer having. You just start drink. drinking at that point, and then. <laughs> yeah. You just drink until you pass out in your chair, like I do a lot, a lot of times. You'll hear me snoring softly in the middle of streaming sessions. Anyway, you you have a, a dungeon, which is typically a location where you're going to have a lot of different trials. And I would prefer to have multiple locations, even if it goes deeper. I want you to be able to find a way out where you can at least alleviate the pressure from the atypical dungeon difficulty that seems to ramp up. I want the game to have hills and valleys as you ascend in levels, and I want you to be able to properly test your wits. Thank you, Hungry Ewok. I want you to be able to test your wits against what I have set up against you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm basically right there with you, bros. Um, I, I studied I, I really studied hard under Keep on the Borderlands B two, uh in Church of the Unknown B one, and then Tolis, of course. Um, I studied quite a bit under Frog God Games. Frog God Games did a wonderful dungeon called Stoneheart Valley or Stoneheart Stoneheart Mountain Dungeon. And what that is is it's a dungeon that has one obvious entrance, but as you continue to proceed downward into this uh, dungeon. You find about every other or every third level that's between that. You'll find an, a way for you to escape to where the sky's above your head. And you have a new way to access the dungeon instead of going all the way back to the very beginning. Level one. You don't have to do that. I want, I want players to be able to at least create their own opportunities to insert themselves into the thick of things quicker, but I don't want it to seem like, okay, this is a cosmopolitan game, let's all teleport in the middle of the big bad and get our asses kicked, except for you, Bobby, because you are Will Wheaton in Star Trek Season 1, and you're going to save us. No, I don't want that. Oh, so wizards. So. Can, 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 can we call him Ricky Bobby? Go ahead, Garrett. Can, can we call him Ricky Bobby instead? Ricky Bobby? Yeah. If you went first, you're last. <laughs> I, see, I, I love old reading old literature, like uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. I, 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 I said that wrong, but y'all know what I'm talking Count about. Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, uh, uh. Not That's just a, a sandwich. That, that, um, mm -hmm. Good sandwich, though. It is a good, eh, I like my turkey with turkey, not ham. I just don't like hamming around. Um, Keep fun. hamming it up. Uh, <laughs> I know. Oh, we're starting to get punny. Oh. Okay, I'm okay with this. I'm going to be quiet for this one. So. 
But I like, it's just like I said, old literature. Pick up a book at the library that has The Great Escape from a, hell, pick up the movie The Great Escape with uh, Steve McQueen. There's your dungeon. It's a Nazi camp, but it's a dungeon in its own right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the comments over on mine was one of the things I love about Palladium is all the random encounters and adventures in every book. I, uh, I just need to iterate this for Soy Base Jeremy. Soy Base Jeremy, I've watched Apocalypto two times so far, and Apocalypto is much better than The Green Inferno. I'm just going to leave it there. And if I you haven't seen either of those movies, you should watch them. I hated The Green Inferno last three minutes. Okay. See, I know I've seen Apocalypse now because, well... That's completely know. different! Yeah, it's a different movie. I've not seen The Green Inferno. The Green Inferno would be really cool if Quentin Tarantino had directed it. <laughs> there would be a higher body count. This one had a pretty high body count. I drank every time somebody died <laughs> in that movie. And it was, I was not quite equilibrium drunk, but I was buzzing a little bit. Man, that's like saying I drink every time I watch Boondock Saints and the F-bomb gets dropped. <laughs> or or you watch the Ten Commandments and every time they say Moses, you take a drink. Moses, Moses. Moses. <laughs> well, my liver's gone. We're choosing one drink light. Drink light alcohol. I'd be able to make it through the movie. You know, uh, <laughs> I'll leave that comment alone. Um, <laughs> That one, too. But... No, I, I agree with what Bruce. I think a dungeon needs to fit a set of rules. Um, yeah. yeah, but every... Said, a dungeon is a prison. It's not, you know, the Walmart of the uh, downstairs. Well, it's also, you know, every DM has a different definition of what a dungeon to them is. Yeah. Everything that we're saying may not be the the in the the end all be all. You know, if you have your own interpretation, we're just giving you our interp interpretation. Okay, to, actually, to answer Shadzor's question of how does it function, it really Bruce hit a lot of the important things there, which is it's supposed to be a test. It, like I said, it could be whatever it is. Like, hell, it could be a be a, a rolled over cruise ship that's just been sitting there rotting on the uh, uh, I know next to a coastline and you're just fighting your way to up down upside down ship or upside down whatever ruins but the thing is that it really is just simply a continuous set of challenges that you're just trying to push through and it, it really does come down to is have you done a good job preparing your party for it like you can't just throw a party at a dungeon and go good luck i mean you gotta prep well, yourself. Wait, wait, whoa, ho, ho. you can you can but you but don't be surprised when inevitably your party all dies and you're like, <laughs> one more total party kill for me. <laughs> I'm, Bruce. But <laughs> was that? <laughs> yeah. One more total party kill and I go, Bruce. <laughs> look, look, five, five, five I, I T-Pay key, I TPK keys and I get to have a, a free ice cream cone down at I doubt the ice cream shop. No, no you'll but, get but that. But Mike over it just for fun will give me a free soda pop. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I, I killed a party. Punch my card. 
There we go. Um, I, I killed Richard and I made him leave and go home and bathe. Do I get a free candy bar now? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Wow. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> ten, P, 10 TPKs, the next one is free. <laughs> Look, if my GM's killed a party 10 times and we're all making the next one, it might as well be a free because I think by that point we're all demoralized and we're like, whatever, just kill us. Because at that point we realize no matter what we do, we're all going to die, so there's no point. So you got to at least make them was <laughs> that? You gotta make him work for it. You know, you can't outrun death, but you sure should make some bitch work for it. Yeah. No, no, I don't have to outrun death. I just have to not be the last one in the party in the line of the party people. I'm sorry, I'm making your ears hurt. I'll try to whatever it is I'm doing, I'll just stop. So sorry about that Grubbit journey. Hopefully, hopefully it's nothing personal against Kai, but. He, everybody has a different frequency their their voice is at. I'm I'm at A minor. I have no idea. So I, I'm at what I'm at. Bass. I, I know I'm. I did chorus when I was a kid. I know I'm a bass. <laughs> Fat guy um, with a voice. Uh, he's trolling the shit out of us. It's so uh, okay. Okay. So, but the thing is that I use a dungeon as a test. I I use it yeah. as just a a set of challenges, and I don't want to slam my my players with it i mean i do but i don't i i want my players to feel challenged i want them to feel uh insecure and i want them to eventually triumph well they're playing dungeons and dragons or whatever they already feel insecure not all of them I, and most of the <laughs> players that i've had are like you and me where we've got a fair amount of confidence you know <laughs> we, we almost have enough confidence we can start like giving it to people like like vaccine injections. Here, have this, have this, have this, have this, have this, have this, have this. Have this. Uh, yeah. But, I don't know. I No, I agree. I agree. I mean, being in Bruce's campaign, there's been a few of them where I walk at the, at the end of the night and uh, we all say our goodbyes. I just sit back in my chair, crack open a beer and say, well, fuck. And there was that. <laughs> But he's yet to kill me so far. Story based, Jeremy, I didn't recognize it because I pay no attention to Star Wars sequels. I don't even pay attention to the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> I pay attention to, to Timothy Zahn, and that's about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she talking about the first Daddy Issue tri uh, trilogy or the second or third of the Daddy Issue trilogy? Um, yes. The first one from the 80s. Oh, yeah. Uh, New Hope Finding Daddy Issues. <laughs> Thrawn I Rules! Did. <laughs> that came from my that. chat. Yes. Right. I I really love Star Wars. I do, but I'm, I'm not a fan of what they are parading around in Star Wars now. There's a difference. Speaking Man of, I, I, Mandalorian I, is good. I will say that. I'm happy you like it. So I, I, uh, I, I just, this is on topic with Star Wars because there's nowhere bloody near topic of the original topic, but it does stay on Star Wars. My daughter just got back from the wonderful world of Disney World, and there's a whole Star Wars aspect to it, right? And they were looking to pick me up a souvenir. Well, according to the lady who took my daughter down to uh, Disney World, 
they stopped and said, is there anything here that your daddy might like? My daughter, who's now 11 years old, said, no, daddy doesn't appreciate things from movies about daddy issues. Wow. And that, that works. <laughs> I get a phone call. You will not believe what your daughter said. I'm like, I'm sorry. That's right. I wore this specifically for Bruce tonight, by the way. Marvel? Marvel, when the good old days happened, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love the old 80s cartoons and the old 80s comics, and I've got Walt Simonson in the other room. And not himself, but I've got his work in the other room. <laughs> I would love to have Walt Simonson in my other room, like, okay, are you done drawing my new Thor comic yet? No, sir. No, sir. Quit feeding me. <laughs> All right. Get him some pork butts and uh, uh, a couple of loggers. And uh, afterwards, he needs to draw another 17 pages before he can get to sleep. You hear that ding in the background? It's now Bruce's new restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a very big, large respect. Okay. Respect for Walt Simonson's Thor. Quite possibly my favorite comic of all time. I I, I, I will agree with that one, Mar Hoffman. Thundar was amazing. Wow. We ride. That's hitting back to the way back machine. Yeah. What's what's wrong with that? It's it's one of the best comics or best uh, cartoons ever made. And it actually continuously gets referenced in streams today by Gen Xers like myself and the younger crowd. Yeah. Bruce, do you have a Discord command? Do I have a Discord command? What do you mean? In your chat. No. Oh. Why? Because, because the soy-based Jeremy said that if you had a server, you would he would post pictures. I was actually like it's... I, I am actually trying to rile my brain over the last several years, last 10 years. Has there been any movie out there that has had a atypical dungeon scene for fantasy out there? Or has it all been basically above ground or running through hallways? Actually, yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, the, the Lord of the Rings when they were running through Mor uh, Mordor. Yeah. Uh, Moria. 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 Moria is not a dungeon. It was a. It was. Dwarven stronghold. But the thing is. is yes. That, it used to be a dwarven stronghold. But it was now in a monster infested hellhole. So. But that doesn't make it a dungeon. That's just, you know, your local. Okay. But it, it, but it does but it does fit the requirements of dark place full of monsters traps other things encounters are encounters are plenty so it fits almost everything but the actual term so you would call it so we're entering into the vast underground city so you could get pedantic and go well we are about to enter into the vast underground city that is the former mines of Moria that runs to the mountain range that will bypass the mountains, or your players will sit back and go, okay, so we're entering the dungeon, right? Yes. Yeah, 
Yes, the you are. You enter the dungeon. You need to run over the bridges of Casa Doom. Dude, watch right. out for watch out for this thing, and magically uh, show up on the other side of the mountain where everybody is okay. Right. But the thing is, is that I mean, a, I mean, a GM can run, can make that as uh, as intense or as fast as the movie made it. Well, the movie had only had you know a, a half hour to spend there. It had to go a little bit faster. But well, if you go see like three months to get through there, I think in the book it, it it was months. Yeah, but or you can look at say like like I know it's I, I know it's a it's an odd reference, but like the one for one scale recreation of Middle Earth done in Minecraft, you could actually walk forever through Moria to go see how big it really was, and it's huge. And yeah, like Moria is definitely a case of is the Underdark a dungeon? No. Is Moria a dungeon? No. Would the would certain parts of it be dungeons? Yes. Or would they be underground contained encounters that have challenges that need to be defeated? Yes. I feel sorry for my players because I, I get hang up on con. I get, I get you know wordage. It's important. But the thing here is, is there we go. There we go. Legion of myth. Legion. Uh, the Legion of Myth uh, reply there. And it's like play around and play with a bunch of people who are pedantic and do love definitions. Where we can, I, where I have been in conversation where we've argued over exact definitions of what we're dealing with and which point at the end we all get down to but ultimately it, it is this and it's like yeah but the correct terminology is we understand I and mean, yes the term dungeon is dungeon or we just call it a castle is it a fortress is it a holdout is it an outpost is it a stronghold i is it a four fire base? No, it's it, it's a castle. Okay, guys, we're going into the castle. Is it a palace? Is it a, what kind of palace is it? Is it around a moat? Uh, shut the fuck up. Okay, it's a castle. How big are the palisades? You know? Oh god damn it! Okay. Women there? Can I do one? I cast magic missile into the darkness. There we go. We we've hit we've hit all that. Yes. Like, is it a tavern? Yes. Yes. Around pedantic people, you need to be pedantic and, and super accurate. Or you just realize there is a point where you just go, where you see a high hang of science says, fight in that way. Get to it. And, or, or better yet, abandon all hope ye who enter here. And at which point players go, all right, let's go do this shit. And then they go, you know, because players are stupid and will charge into. You could put a sign that says death here and they'll just go running right into it. Because that's what players do. Because that's how we get XP, so we can get new shit. Right, because, you know, going to go, you know, mug the guards or the, or something else. Yeah, there's always something like, we need money. Quick, let's go to the dungeon. Fuck it, whatever. Sure, let's go. <laughs> yeah, oh, another system, another, uh, few years ago the fine people who produce middle eat middle earth gaming uh, had a uh, system out that runs with 5e and it was interesting it's like how does a party get rich well we rob people that we killed in middle earth no no you can't do that that's an evil act 
but they were evil. I don't care. You cannot loot from dead people. How am I supposed to make my money back? What's your job title? Murder hobo. (laughs) (laughs) Burglar. Burglar. My job title was burglar. Battlefield scavenger. <laughs> oh, uh, what? No, what was it? What was the recycler the... of wealth? <laughs> recycler of wealth. Yes. Reacclimation spe- specialist. That's an I evil. Don't... That's an evil act. You can't do evil and be heroes. Fuck you. The IRS at Fairroom. It's a ten percent tax when you die. You know. I would love to play just a, just an IRS, a, the tax agent for a kingdom whose entire job is to go after adventuring groups and collect on their on their t- on you know ten percent of their adventuring wealth. Oh, I see you you run a dungeon. Hand over. It's pay your taxes, man. Pay your you taxes. No, I saw. I don't remember who this is. My daughter kind of got me hooked on TikTok about about two three years ago because some of the creators on there are freaking hilarious. And one of the guys does, you know, kind of what we do, where he kind of pokes fun at D&D and whatnot. <laughs> and Are you talking to the, the, the psychologist? Oh, oh, that guy. That guy's, that guy's amazing. amazing. I want to meet him. <laughs> Welcome to D&D therapy. Oh, it's you again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't him, but yeah. Okay. And he's like, hi, I, I am a text. I am an IRS for da, da, da. How much loot would you and your party say that you've gathered over the last six months? Wait, wait. There's no reason to pull out your swords. You will be fined. And just, it was a whole skit. And I'm drinking beer, and I came across this one. I had to put the beer down because I would have dropped it in my lap laughing so damn hard. Yeah. My idea of, a, of the reason why I'll, I'll use a dungeon, but it's the same reason why I use underground ruins, or I use like a broken city, or I use like a bar on a Saturday night when you're trying to like find somebody and they say, well, I'll be at this place here. And you go into this bar and you've got to make like some will saves because of the smoke and you have to make a couple of strength checks to push through the crowd. And then you've you've got it. There, there, you're you're going to have more work going into a bar in my campaign world than you will going into a dungeon. <laughs> it's easier to go and navigate a dungeon than it is a bar on a Saturday night. Cause well, yeah, a dungeon's a little bit more straightforward. Everyone in here wants to kill me. Yeah, I mean, there's that uh, great line from the first Mortal Kombat movie. I'm in a strange place, surrounded by around by people who want to kick my ass. It's like high school all over again. That's a dungeon. Yep. In a way, yeah. <laughs> I've also been Murder hobbits. That's actually, look, I've been to a few bars where, yes, I think everyone there did want to kill everybody else. So it was pretty average. So. Yeah, a couple of comments from my chat. Murder hobbits. Uh, <laughs> professional, professional reorganizer of wealth distributions. Oh, that's that. That's classy. That, yeah. That's a star, that's a gold star winner right there. Yeah. Politi- call a politician. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think dungeons are 
I think in most modern table sit down, let's roll some dice. I do believe dungeons are still their bread and butter in most campaigns. There's a few of them they just don't work with. I get that. Yeah. But your party is now going to the abyss. Is the abyss a dungeon? No, but no. does have dungeons in it? Yes. And the response back for that one is no politicians or backstabbing rogues. But they are professional wealth redistributors, so it's okay. <laughs> but I think I think that like the moment you pull out maps, I think as the the grid squares come out, I think you're now in a dungeon. <laughs> I really do think. I like, don't know. I mean, I got some vinyl. I have a nice couple nice vinyl maps where there's basically a road in a forest or a road in a plain or yeah, road in ruins. But the moment I said, let me re like rephrase that a little oh, bit. Oh hell! Oh no! Um, but no. Once you have, once the map comes down and you're like, room one, room two, room three, and you're moving around through there, that's when we're no longer in Happy Land, where it's just like, oh, we're being bugged, we're being mugged by bandits on a field, uh, in, in a, you know, on the road. Now we're into, well. 45, I have 45 cobalt have been squeezed into this room. How are we going to, how are we going to handle that? Open the door, throw, I throw alchemist fire into the room and just like close it and then, was, and, and wait for the bang. Uh, see, <laughs> see, that's my solution. That is so my solution. Garrett was there for this encounter. We were about ready to fight a bunch of witches that were in a wooden house. No one in the party thought they were good people. We all knew these were bad witches. Water wasn't doing the job. I threw fire through the window. The house caught on fire because that's what you do with evil witches. You burn them. And the rest of the party's like, oh, that's an evil act. I'm like, we were no. going to kill them. That's, that's just room clearing tactics. Do it. <laughs> Even that, though that... it violates every law of armed conflict, sure, okay. If there are any those, are fla those, are, those are flashbangs. I don't know how come it caught on fire. I don't know what happened. Look, there was a flash, there was a bag, and a lot of fire. I don't care at this point. Oh, the paladin... <laughs> I thought that just was my taser gun. It was alchemist fire. My mistake. <laughs> my mistake. I didn't label it right. Oops. <laughs> Look. Hey, Max, how you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Look, the moment the moment there's actually a Geneva Convention for adventurers, <laughs> oh, my God. No, but no there, um, there but... is when you have a paladin in the party. Otherwise, the paladin is not doing his job. Well, Look. I think the only paladin we had at the party was a guy named Robert, and I got <laughs> a earful on the ride home. Not at the table, <laughs> but on the ride home. That, that's, that's backward of how you play a game. Oh, no, no, no. Even better, he's he was, also, he was also our resident Mormon. <laughs> we had a lot, like, we often use our paladin to, like, we pick him up, look him through the window, and if he sees evil, like, is it, are they valid targets? Yes. We put the paladin back in the box, tie him back up, put the, put the earmuffs and rifle on him, and now we go kill the problem. So who's the game master that I yell at for being a bad game master for that one? Bruce. Not me. Yes. I, not me. Because, what did I do? Because my, my players don't really get to – I don't choose paladins when I run because they know better. So a, a comment from uh, on this from my chat uh, from a good friend of mine, Scalaborn. Uh Character. Cast fireball, DM. The room is too small. The room is too small, though. 
Uh, character, I didn't ask the size of the room. I said I cast fireball. Uh, Paladin follow Cuthbert 
Uh, St. Cuthbert was, you find evil, you do whatever it takes to put said evil into the ground. No, 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 no. Not to the ground, to justice. Um, it's been forever since I look at his tendons, but he was fairly wrong. Well, which, which god are you talking about? I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear you say a specific god. Uh, Cuthbert. I don't, know. I, I don't know who the hell that is. I think is. he was a uh, Greyhawk. Oh, Greyhawk. yes, you're right. You're right. That is a Greyhawk. I, I don't know much about the Greyhawk gods, but you are right. That is a Greyhawk god. If your deity that you are a paladin under says, go be a murder hobo, but only against evil, you are still paying, uh, paying attention to its attendance. Therefore, if Kai has a paladin who worships this god that doesn't really exist anymore. That is such a cop out way to play, though. It's like, oh, it I'm gonna find, the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find the one god that allows me to slay everything. I, I, again, oh, I wouldn't go for, I wouldn't go for it. <laughs> there are so many players who do that, though, and it's just no, like, I agree. I'm I not agree. saying I agree with it. I'm just saying too. we're talking about old grognards. Oh, gr oh, the grognards are, are <laughs> the grognards are the like. I have had players who are new going, oh, this one sounds fun. This is what you got to do. And they're like, okay. The Paladin is the hardest class to play, or should, in theory, be the hardest class to, uh, God, class to play. I refuse to play a Paladin. I absolutely refuse 100%. to play a Paladin because they're no fun for me. By nature, I am. I try to be a good guy, but at, on my best day, I'm an all right guy. Let's yeah, but be sometimes honest. good, you need you need to just eradicate the evil. You know what? You're so evil, I don't want you on my planet anymore. No, I, I get that. <laughs> I, I root for the Punisher. I mean, he is my I mean, he is my paladin. But that's why that's why you and I are not paladins in real life. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Especially no. when most of my party alignments tend to drift towards lawful neutral to lawful evil. Not officially lawful evil, but we're on the <laughs> we're heading towards that. Like we're always sliding towards uh, towards that. It's this, and it's always a paladin and like. Like the one and the good cleric is like, please, guys, stop being, stop hey. being greedy, stop trying to manipulate the engine, to, the the world to your rules. I'm like the rules are there to be abused, motherfucker, and like, and we're trying to back down. <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, I'm the ref, I don't give a shit, just just do whatever you want. And then it always comes down to this: the paladin goes, it's either me or the entire party. And we're like, bye. No, no, that that's actually the right decision. That's absolutely one hundred percent the right decision on both the side of the paladin and of the side of the party. If that's what it takes, because yeah. if you've got a paladin in the group, there's nothing that says you can't have a thief. There, you know, that, uh, unless the yeah. thief is completely antagonistic to the paladin and you know, and uh, uh, just going one hundred percent balls to the wall against yeah. everything the the paladin's beliefs. Outside of that, there's nothing wrong with that. But there comes a point that if you guys are going to be, and pardon the term here, but for ease of discussion, if you're going to be murder hobos, you cannot have a paladin in the party. It's oh. that simple. Either or, or everybody has to flip that script and start saying, "All right, I'm bringing the handcuffs with me." Damn it. Okay. And, okay. And hold on. And because hold of the, and because of that handcuff issue is why we had to like bind up our uh, I keep our paladin on a leash distracted with like shiny objects so that way he's not paying yeah, attention Yeah, but paladins aren't real. stupid though either. They're not oh, supposed I to again, I, I another video we did but uh, based on old writings saying that paladins aren't now, paladins, you can't just turn them around the other way and have them go la, 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 and pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah, no, I agree with that one. I just disagree that some paladins, I just don't, I don't agree that paladins are not dumb. They wouldn't find themselves <laughs> in that situation if they how weren't dumb. How many of them dump, in I dump intellect? 
Oh yeah. So. Hey, charisma is my dump. Set. Oh, I'm playing a paladin. But and wisdom is is a form of common sense, or we like to call it where I'm from, farmer's intelligence. You know, it, it is. It's you know. Look, there's somebody who studies religion and knows how to fight. It can't be somebody who's just completely retarded. <laughs> right. Right. And eight is not retardation. It's just... Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a paladin politician. That, that just goes into... I'm a paladin politician. Nice. That, but that goes into oh. the concept of, uh, of people like, well, if a monkey's got an intelligence of five, does that mean that the player character with the intelligence of four is dumber than a monkey? No, it's a completely different scale of intelligence. Stop being stupid. That five yes. is... It's, it's, you're not dumber than a monkey. I mean, we're in the negatives at five, though. Between three, you, no negative is one thing. You can be, but you're not a monkey. No. Um, the, the, uh, a three is a viable character, and eighteen is a highly intellectual character or highly strong. Uh, I've known a few people that a monkey would put to shame on intelligence. <laughs> I used to play okay. with one. I stand corrected. <laughs> I deliver to a few of them. I do, okay. I stand corrected. I'm sorry. No, no, it's I okay. Mean, speaking on intelligence when it comes to animals. They are now suggesting that the octopus might be more intelligent that we yep. give it, ever gave it credit for. Have like brains in every tentacle or something is weird. Yeah, it can it can do puzzles faster than a human being on, on some of these puzzles. I'm like, that yeah, but can it write Shakespeare? That is shit. just uh, public education. Well, shit. No. Can, I get a, can I get an octopus at my table, please? Right. right. Well, well, and then next thing you know, he starts going in doing adult videos, and then it's a whole other thing. Well, then it's the, well, no, the, that's, that's the, the Japanese octop octopi. <laughs> yeah. that, they're the ones that do that with all the tentacles and so forth. True well, story, story. I asked my wife the other day. I got this little art program that Shauna was showing off, and and uh, um, not OGGM. Um, James Elcove and I were playing around with it, and I said, hey. <laughs> What do you want me to type in here? The first words out of her mouth. I don't know, tentacles? I'm like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but to go back really it's quick. part of her culture. Come on. Fair. Now, to go back about the paladin thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a cop-out. I really don't. No, it's a, it's a player cop-out. It's finding the one thing that the player, like, oh, if I take this one, it's the one thing I can do that, that, that'll allow me to be the murder hobo I want to be. But even then, I would, I would have to look at that god. I don't know enough about it. I have to look at that god and say, there's something not right about that. If your god is a god of paladins, you wouldn't just be running around murder hoboing everything. You'll what be trying to bring to justice. What, what systems do you normally run, if I may ask? Second edition AD&D. Oh, God. See? Yeah, I, I I jumped onto the what? How much money am I going to be spending on this camp on this game at three point five and never really looked back. And um, you know, I my problem with paladins, uh, I have problems with paladins. I I think uh, done well, a paladin is a great blessing to any party, but you got it. But it also really depends on the player. And right, and it comes with so many requirements for not just that character or that player, but the party. <laughs> it does. Oh, yeah. But what if you make a, okay, second edition, I, uh, forgive my ignorance, I, like I said, never played second edition, but I want to be a monk that mm -hmm. takes, uh, I give up all my shit, but my AC gets a there's no, There's no vow of poverty in second ed. Sadly. Well, the well, well, for for whom? The paladin there is. Oh, no, for the monk. How oh, the, I, the monk must come in a different book that I don't have. Ten percent, I thought, went away from the paladin's uh, 
Yeah, the, pal the paladin has to tithe, but uh, and, and but there is. Uh, I'm not gonna say there is no monk. There are three million splat books. I'm sure there's a monk somewhere, but there the the first edition or, or whatever edition it was that had the monk originally doesn't exist in second edition, at least not in the core book. Okay, like I said, I jumped in much later. I mean, I've heard stories about the first few of them. It's like somebody's like, "Hey, I have ADD." I'm like, yeah, "So do I." Oh, you're not talking about that. Hey, there's the cool. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if I, uh, for I guess you wouldn't know this. I've been paid to be a DM, and I have found that most of the time when I want to tell a story and I'm getting paid to do it, I will not exactly fall in line to the party's wishes, but I will make sure everybody who I want to remain at the party in at the table to get the story going, to make them not happiness but content-ish. Well, I mean, you can homebrew anything as well. If you want to say in your world that that paladins don't have those strict codes, or or they have other codes that might be a little bit more loose, it, it once that's once something's identified as evil forever and and in the future it can be considered evil and slain or something like that. I mean, again, you can homebrew whatever you want. I I, I will never argue about that. I'm just talking core paladin. It's just a frustration with me because I see so many people abuse, especially with older editions of D and D, where attributes weren't 19s and 20s all over the place you know when you had a, a 14 a 16 you know three eights and a 12 you're like all right i'm ready uh i'm playing a paladin <laughs> right right well you couldn't that would i guess that wouldn't be a paladin because i don't have the 17 charisma but but you get what i'm saying like you know and then the paladin comes out with those excessive stats you're like holy crap and those rules uh that, that come with it it's like i, I really i don't know it's just one of those things that really irk me about people abusing the whole paladin thing or the, or the player who justifies it well you see what really happened was no shut up your character he went and hacked floor. the head off that's really what happened <laughs> yeah, he fell I on my just and he didn't <laughs> right, and we just ran right into it just because i was holding it straight out in front of me saying stop at the bottom of my voice stop 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 <laughs> but yeah it's like now now really I will say, well, go ahead, Billy. Sorry. Yeah, you really shouldn't be able to have to like use your paladin as like a rubber stamp passport, saying, "Look, we're traveling to the paladin. We're totally good, legit, good people." Because otherwise, our paladin would have freaked out and killed half of us, and then died or well, had uh, wandered but, but off. I, but again, that that that's uh, uh, and and I, be, I bet you you're basing this on on real play because I've seen literally what you said right there. The paladin shouldn't be killing player characters either. The paladin should be is, leading by example, and but, you know. <laughs> but I have, boy, paladins are judgmental motherfuckers, though. They literally just show up, and they're just like, and everyone else. Okay, so we could solve this problem with minimal heartache and no injury in the paladin. No, that is a dark and evil deed that cannot happen. It's, Fuck. Oh, it's great. like they're made to be Catholic or something. Well, no and then we all go. Okay, so. Paladin, what is our strategy? Our so rogue and our ranger have a have a plan that involves involves sneaking in, setting up an ambush, and assassinating one of them. <gasps> then I hear assassination. No, 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 no. Sorry, 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 sorry. Precision <laughs> marksmanship into the head of the enemy force. Okay, but don't use the assassination word again, for that is dark and evil. Okay, so. so 
And at that point, you're playing. It, it, it sounds to me like the, the, it's been exaggerated on both sides of the fence. And again, I've played in those exact same games. Yeah. I've seen it happen. That's why it's so frustrating for me because when you see a good paladin played, and, and believe me, that was not me. Uh, when, <laughs> when, you, when you see a good paladin played, you're like, holy crap. And you start realizing, and, and when you read up on it, you're like, it's the paladin, not the crusader cavalier. That's your asshole. The, the paladin is supposed to be humble. Lead by example. It's supposed to keep that humi humility. You know, all, all those tenets in there. Would would an assassin? Oh, sorry, an assassin. Would a paladin stop an assassin at every opportunity? No, but would try everything else first. Now, I haven't seen a crusader or a cavalier has been changed. I changed in later editions to the point where it's unrecognizable. Oh, is that true? Okay. And because the cavalier anymore anymore is just. Um, Pretty, I, I pretty Ponzi boy riding horse with banner, and so it's being, a knight or a cataphract. It's not actually. Yeah, a mm -hmm. okay. yeah. So most of wow. us who are playing and I am playing don't, we don't have crusaders and cavaliers anymore to look at to be our annoying um, do-gooder battle. I you know frontline battle charger into all evil. All we have, like all of that's been rolled. I rolled into paladin. Paladin is the core. Oh, wow. Is the core class. I mean, heck, second but, but edition. By the way, what Parrothead just said, and I'm not a big comic book nerd, but uh, from my understanding, it sounds like what Captain America is supposed to be. Yes, that that's yes, that's I, that's a paladin. See, that's why I never liked Captain America. Not see, no wrong. <laughs> when a paladin's run right, they're amazing. But the problem here is, is that you don't you don't have an outlet like. But everyone's gonna look at what I what really is a paladin is your you know it, it's your holy fighter it's your it's the divine you know it's that divine guy in full plate who's got the ability to smash people really right, let, good let's, let's say it right what what's the paladin i don't know what what skills and feats does he have <laughs> like that that's they don't care about all the other yeah that fluff throw that fluff crap out i yeah, get oh but so i can lay on hands and i can smack all, people across the face really hard that's awesome <laughs> all they care about is do i get to wear full plate uh, heavy armor yeah, yes go. Do I get to use a heavy shield? Yes. Can I use the weapon of my god? What god lets me use the biggest damage weapon? Right. Um, um, <laughs> big hammer. I, my, I'm I'm worshiping the god of big two hander. I, I two handers. Okay, <laughs> and, cool. And I can lay on hands too. So good luck trying to kill me. And I can smite. And I have my ability to because I'm holier than. Holier than thou, I have the best saving throws on the planet, so you'll never kill me. Oh, so, excuse me, excuse me. give me my mount, level? please. I want my griffin mount right <laughs> and, now. And I'm on second level, so give me a horse. Wait a few le uh, levels, and I'll get a halo, an angel wings, and rainbows will shoot up my ass. Yeah, yeah, and and I'll inspire the entire party to because they shall know no fear because I'm here. <laughs> no stupidity. Um, yeah, because because I had I had a dumb stat something. It sure the heck wasn't um strength, con, charisma, <laughs> and wisdom. I had to dumb something. It had to be dex and smirts. Smirts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and smirts. Can't be dex because I might need to make a reflex save. Oh, well, no, no, see, no. Your the other your charisma backs up your um your low deck save because oh. you're just you smile good so you make saving throws. Fuck you. <laughs> well, see, the other thing is too is even within Pathfinder they have gotten away from the lawful good. They have also allowed a uh, chaotic uh, chaotic good, 
which is a paladin of which is which is a paladin of freedom. See, that goes back to the second edition in the stupid. And the stupid paladin's handbook had this knight errant or whatever the hell they called it, which is like, you don't even have to serve a god anymore. No, you're not a paladin if you don't serve a god. Fuck off. Yeah. Well, in Pathfinder, you had three choices when it so become, uh, became to religion. You could have a Bushido, which is your own personal code. You can Yay! find a divine uh, source, or you can be an atheist. So I love it when clerics decide, I'm going to be an atheist. Who's going I to worship the power? nothing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I know some atheists who are pretty religious. <laughs> At that point, you're just a divine sorcerer. Get over God, yourself. Right, yeah, th th yeah th that, no, that, that should... I mean, I get... It's inclusive. No, shut up. P priest, the priesthood is not inclusive. If you... You don't just get powers willy-nilly across the universe. The God gives them to you. There has to be a God. Now, I don't care if your world's got some dumb elemental lord or something that gives you fire spells or some crap. Actually, that could be quite interesting. But it's got to be something. <laughs> it, can't, it, can't be, it can't be like, I believe in nothing, so I get spells. You're a wizard? Nope. I just, I just pray to nothing. Wait, what me, myself, and the holy eye? Yeah, yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. The holy... Oh, I believe in me. I hate <laughs> myself with this anti-religious tome hard enough in the head it gave me divine powers and now i can grant myself third level spells yeah yes <laughs> wow i am so great i shall bless us all i have to run ahead first into the biggest rock that i can find every morning <laughs> every time i take gain ramage i gain a level <laughs> and that takes an hour every morning <laughs> Weren't you guys talking about dungeons? I, yeah. I, I, I missed like the first half hour. I came right when you guys saw, or when Bruce saw me uh, type. That's when I caught oh, no, up. No, no. Yeah, yeah. We 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 we're we're circling around. This is the dungeon of toilet. <laughs> yes. Look, look, Coriolis dungeon. We had this massive, <laughs> oh. di like this massive just di I just detour when when I mentioned war crimes. You're like, no, that can't happen. Oh. <laughs> that, that's uh, that's honestly something that in it, but, it, but what I love about the, what you guys are saying, uh, both of you, because you you were actually speaking to exactly the same experiences that I had, and that's one of the reasons why it's so frustrating for me. It's like, and, and now that you're telling me that the new versions of the game just cater to that anyway, it just makes me want to just well, bang my head against the wall. Yes. And get clear. Second edition does not even have paladins in it. it. They're called something else now. Champions. 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 Well, okay. Look, they changed the class. To the, they changed the name of the class. They treat it differently. I have less heartburn. <laughs> yes, I've yet to actually sit down at any table that plays 4.0. I mean, Path, uh, Path, uh, Pathfinder Second Edition. I, I've yet to do it. It's not. Yeah, it's all it's, right. It's it's more akin to five than four. My yeah, problem, it, it took me a while to come around on Fifth Edition. But not as long as it has taken me to get along with fourth edition. Wait, I've never got a handle on it. I don't need somebody to hold my hand when I'm playing. And this is Dungeons and Dragons, not Magic the Gathering. I don't need to have cards to, you know, swing a sword. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, Dungeons! Dungeons! Wait! 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 Dungeon is Stone Art Valley, the, the 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 mega dungeon that I always reference. You uh, start off in that probably about close to third level, and 
once you start exploring it, you start feeling that there's various storylines available. That's that's really the reason why you want to have a dungeon is because you want to discover a purpose as to why you're there, not just the fact that you would have normal uh, random encounters with no planning or forethought. I don't want to have the, the bad DM that Blaine had running Blaine through a dungeon like, oh, on this page, in this uh, hallway, uh, you get an encounter from this guy from page 67 of our monster's manual. Let's all turn a page and see what you're fighting. <sighs> oh, look. It's, it's yep. a bugbear lieutenant and it's seven bugbears. Hail to you, Godesby. See, yeah, I, I, I really I really don't want to have that type of game. Please, no. Where people have They've, they've got the ability for themselves to uh, have tactics amongst each other. They have the ability to showcase their abilities. And they get an idea of where their limits are. Now, as I know I, I said I will do random encounters in, camp, uh, in dungeons. But that's, I mean, yes, it's random as in the fact that I already have a list of monsters you guys are going to run into down there already, and I'm rolling 2d10s to see, okay, you know, is this number one, which is skeletons, or number, what's it say, 15, which are uh, oak or orcs or something, or goblins or kobolds or something. See, see, you've done the one thing that most people don't do, and that's called prep work. <laughs> people don't do prep work that's effort no th there's a book called the lazy dungeon master for a reason if you're not following that you are not following the bible of dungeons and dragons now or so i was generally told what if you oh. if your dungeon has more than five rooms you are making a bad dungeon and nobody should play in your game and i almost had a heart attack what oh, are Jesus. you do we also need to follow the the t the first you know the, you know Sorry, Gygax one I one I one dash fourteen that says blah 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 blah. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> or some other thing like like I'm sorry. Open now now everyone open up your man open up your manuals to I judge in B twelve. We're going to talk about book four today. I room four today. And and in I, this I, room, I forget what the orc. setup is, but there's like a setup for it. Like you have an entrance room. Three meaningful rooms and and uh, like a red herring room or something like that. I, I forget how it is. And I'm like, that's the most boring dungeon ever. And there are people who live by that that process. And that, of, and that is pretty much when I made the earlier joke of a dungeon can literally just be doorway, hallway, cake, I cake with orc in it. And wait, wait, the orcs in the cake now? Pops out in the chainmail bikini. It's, it's a surprise. Oh, here's a cake. Orc attack. Boom. Oh, shit. We're dead. And, and, and in essence, I've just digested down the, the five room dungeon down into the exact same thing. And I, okay. I, I don't want to have an orc doing a dance. Of the cloaker. Hey, that might be a saving throw right there. Otherwise, hey. it gets like surprise on you or something. This is coming from. A, okay, this is coming from a guy who who had who had a what was it, what was that a battle dancer who wandered around with a banana hammock on it as his only outfit. So yeah, okay. <laughs> Attack the darkness. So okay, so I know there's a few Gross. of us that are not big 5e fans, and that's fine. But I have to say, when it comes to dungeon crawls, 
there's a module they had. Uh, it was right after Dragon Tice. It's called the Mad Mad Mage underneath the uh, mountain, or some variation of that one. Most most dungeons, if you're doing ungraded, because it's there for a while, I had to draw all my damn mats. Talk about not having a life or dedication, whichever one comes up first. <laughs> With that being said, most of them were five by five squares. That's the standard. Right. The maps for underneath the mountain or whatever it was called were ten by tens. So they're older maps. Yeah, okay. as you say, that's, and, that's old school mapping. That's right, old school and, mapping. And it's a page folded out and folded out and folded out. And this is one map for this thing, this whole thing from 1 through level 5. I'm like, I'm not drawing that out. Y'all can go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, I, I, so, so question for you guys. And if you answered it at the beginning, just say, hey, watch the beginning of the stream and I'll do it. All right. Um, so I struggle at dungeons. I, I admittedly struggle at dungeons. Because I'm, I'm, I sometimes get too realistic. Like, one of the things that bothers me about dungeons is how is it you kicked open a door, threw a fireball that went kaboom, and not, like, everything in this freaking dungeon coming out down the hallway at you from the gelatinous cube that the, that the goblins crawling over to all the, uh, to all the hobgoblins and, and orcs that are in there trying to, trying to eat you? Uh, how, how, how is it that you, know, you go 10 more feet and all of a sudden there's another room with something in it? Like, like I, I can't, my brain can't wrap around that. I, 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 quick I have okay. Okay. called evasion. Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have class levels and it's called evasion because that's the only way that fucking makes sense. They should no, all no, 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 I'm, I'm not saying that they weren't hit by the fireball. I'm saying that you went in there, you were making all the noise in the world. You know, you're not oh. even attempting to be quiet. And, and the entire dungeon is just 10 feet from you are acting like oh, I'm surprised that you were here. As somebody, yeah. as somebody who who has the same hangups when I run, there's a reason why most of my groups have learned that stealth is the that stealth is the most important skill everyone should have, even the paladin, and <laughs> everyone should have stealth because because and all of my dungeons de devolve into playing pretty much hitman because if you trigger wrong well guess what chain alerts are going to happen down the entire dungeon so you do that every time i've done that in my life i've wiped out the party and got the players oh, yeah. mad at me oh yeah players get mad players get, but eventually a few of them learned and passed it on to the, like when we're all making new characters and i'm sitting here you know doing my prep work for the first adventure and then they, you have that one old player who goes everybody take stealth take stealth and then there's that one player who goes Fuck you! I'm not taking stealth. And then when we get to the you know, into the actual adventure, and then suddenly, all right, we're we're all gonna go in there, and we're going to try to take care of this problem smart in a quiet, covert manner. And then there's like the one player who doesn't have stealth, except for you. You guard the horses. So, so I mean, but everything you're saying there, it, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but everything yep. you're saying there is from a new game perspective. There's no stealth in AD and D. I know. It's you. You use your own tactics, so you still have people wearing plate mail or chain mail armor here, that goes clink, clink, clink. The thing uh, here is, is that even in older editions, we still had the, we still tried to like minimize. You know, we were trying to always like control the environment. Like right, right. But you like, did. Like, you didn't do it through a skill roll. You did it through. Hey, right. we're going to walk and use these tactics. We're going to use. Yeah. Right. From uh, third edition on, we had we had the stealth. Uh, we had the move silently, hide, sneak skills, and all those various other stealth skills. An earlier editions, wraps his foot around in rags. Okay, hey, that's and, fair. And in older editions, we just went with the idea of we were constantly, you know, we would go in there and you know, wi wizards casting zone of, you know, 
casting silent spells so that way the room's quiet. We have holy crap, a wizard that isn't just throwing fireball lightning bolt everywhere. Jesus, yeah. why? What's with these tactics things? <laughs> I know. Or we had one player whose entire job is to run to the next doorway and block it so that way no one else is coming into the chamber so there's no more ads flowing into the room. So he's, you know, tower shield locking up the door and he's locking himself in and he's buying us all time so that way we can murder the room. What you were wizard... talking about right now, I haven't seen since the 90s. Right, and that's when the last time we played second edition was the 90s. So, well, but the thing is, when we moved and changed editions, well, suddenly we got the ability that no longer is it only the rogue who gets to have the ability to move sneaky. So now we have, wait, other classes can be can be sneaky? It pays to be smart? Okay. And suddenly our our tactics changed from from SWAT team tactics to more covert ops, murder everybody quietly, hitman missions. But so, with all paladins. And, no, no, even with our paladin, even the paladins being told to, look, paladin, your job is to hold the, you know, if he's to be the loud one going, I'm too stupid to figure out how to be stealthy, we're just going to tell him to, you guard, you play um, uh, Tailgun Charlie, you hold the hallway. So do when do we they all have run... rules in 3rd, 4th, 5th edition, whichever one you talk about there, that says like how, how far that noise travels? I mean, I, I hate getting rules lawyery like that, but yes is it something and... where you can just say, hey, stay 60 feet behind us and we're fine? So yes, and, yes and no, but the thing here is is that those rules are really finicky and kind of buried, and so you got to spend time researching them. That Once you have them written down and once you've, like, you know, I don't have it on, on hand, but they do okay. have rules for sound transfer. So therefore, it's like you you know that like 120 feet is about as far as somebody's able to have a a, a shout you know shouting orders in you know in in battle. So that way, so that way when the you know when the party's fighting in a you know on the field or in a in a large chamber, the guy who's 180 feet away, he's not telling the guy. On the other side of the room, what what to do because well communication issues are now. So you gotta write, but what he actually said was help me. No, what he what he actually said was go to the door and block it. What you heard is oh my god, help me, I'm in trouble. Well, yeah, <laughs> or you heard I, I you heard mumbles. Try to like go like, to was it go to the door and block it turns into go to the door and open it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> As everything is, bounces is that, around, yeah. The thing is, those were the also the days when when you had like the dirt dies where you had the players walking through the mission like okay we're gonna go into this room on this you do this you do this so that way when yeah, we go in there that's, everyone that's the knows the job yes that's that's the way to play <laughs> and the thing is but but you always have that one player who goes fuck it i wasn't listening i'm going in there and just charging in and then the player goes well plans out uh, i'm plans out the window fuck it Avery yeah. jenkins <laughs> and it always happens it it's it's happened in every game before that event happened and afterwards. You always know that's the moment it's going to happen. The thing is, that's the fun of what a dungeon allows is for these kind of situations that you don't get in in the we're traveling down, we're traveling down, we're traveling down. Wolves appear out of the woods. Oh fuck. Okay, wolves fighting. <laughs> travel, 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 travel. Bandit attack. No dungeons. I dungeon is that wonderful environment where suddenly, okay, I got. I can only move 15 feet. I'm going to I'm going to hold the hallway. Okay. And now tactic the game element kicks in and now it's like you're actually have to do your job. And that means telling the the flaunty talking face guy to actually do his job. Being the guy who's usually the talking the, 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 the talking face guy, I'm like, I'm like okay, I will be in the background singing cool 
cool uh, motivational music <laughs> for everybody else while we're fighting. But hey, you, you know your job. You do your job. There you go. So, so you don't do your dungeons with random uh, random encounters? No. But I, I follow Connell's. I do my prep work. I know what random uh, what random shit I'm I'm going to be in there. So it isn't just simply every room has has five soldiers, like five minions, and a and a commander for that room, and you just some guy who's got actual levels, and the rest are just there to. They're just soak, I mean, soak if, actions. Right. If the dungeon I'm doing is more than, let's say, two levels, let's say it goes down to a whopping four. If <sighs> the party makes, I'm not, with Sound Velber, if they're on level one and all hell breaks out, I'm going to say level two knows, but not level four. Maybe not even level three. But level two definitely knows because Sound does carry. Oh, yeah. So. About 120, 130. You you clear out you clear out a horde of I don't know uh, cobalt XP XP oh I'm so dead XP the floor underneath it knows oh God XP is happening we got to get <laughs> let's go get our own XP let's go kill some heroes right <laughs> the best the best time is is when the party's sitting here going okay so we're gonna search everybody pile out and sort out all the treasure and then you're sitting here going. So how long are you taking? Well, <laughs> yeah. well, we we need to identify all the you know what you know we're gonna appraise items and figure out what value and who's gonna get what gear in and that's when the orcs show up. You I'm know, gonna like, take twenty. I'm gonna take twenty on searching the bodies, even though I know that there's a horde of ten, ten whole minutes later. And yeah, the, the orcs have had time to go. Them. All right, so our battle plan's gonna be what? All right, all right, let's go. So, yeah, that that, that, that's one of the reasons why I like the the, the old school play better is because we would go in and one of the things that would happen quite constantly is I'd go in, get beat up, and you didn't heal in five seconds. Once you guys no. were out of spells, you were healing over two, three weeks, right? So, yeah. so you would grab what you could. You knew that there's a lot of stuff in there. Like they even say things like, "Dude, we left like ten thousand gold pieces and like fifteen magic items in there that we couldn't uh, carry out." Now that's that's excessive. I never have fifteen, but you get what I'm saying. Like we need to go back and get that crap. <laughs> Like, I'm yeah. not going to let that you sit there. You leave money on the table. We yeah, have never leave money on the table. Right? And then, of course, when they get back, they find out that the bodies that they stacked in nice cordwood style are now actually used against them because, you know, why not use the rotting bodies of my buddy to uh, to protect the entrance? And as you get there, you're being sniped at by some goblin, you know. Right. Put the right. bodies over here. Put the heads over there. Because who doesn't want a pyramid of heads? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I want one. Sorry, I watched what was that Venom earlier today, and that movie just makes my inner child giggle. I am all up for for, for building a mountain of skulls outside their town and go, this is what's going to happen if you don't surrender. You know that, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like homebrew. Homebrew is a whole different creature, though. Even when it comes to dungeons, homebrewing is its own subsection. And if you play... Hey, I'm gonna do I don't know second edition. I was gonna say Curse of Strahd, and you make it through all the big big and tea and werewolves, and you finally go save the princess from the evil, uh, Ma, uh, uh Dracula wannabe, and she's down in the dungeon. Three hours later, you're still taking around the school. It's like hey, we were supposed to go left or right. That's a dungeon to me. That that that, that is. Then again. I I, I'm personally of the idea that, you know, 
when you get to Strahd, you find out he actually died like a week ago, and he and the note just says, "Whoever finds this note next is now the new uh, Lord of Lord of Ravenloft." <laughs> 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 And now you're, and now you're stuck in there, because and the only way that you can escape is if you fix Ravenloft. You know when that came. You're a bad, bad person. Right. <laughs> when, uh, that game, the module for fifth edition came out. Speaking for Strahd, when that module came out, there was a couple things on the internet, especially on YouTube, of people saying if a player, if you can get a table of players willing to do it, you can knock out that whole book within like four to five hours and yeah. my a straight play i can't get two hours i was straight play how the bastards i'm running for that's a, I, the thing is that's a group of people though who know all the beats that you're going to be doing in curse of strad that's not that's not the average party is not walking into curse of strad knowing everything that's going to happen ahead of time so i mean the first major thing in that book was the murder house you come upon a house, and underneath uh, you meet two creepy children who lead you into a dungeon that, you know, because you're basically first level, you get killed by Swamp Thing in the basement. Pretty much. But, yeah. Well, see, uh, and then and then it, the other thing, you know, you were talking about them leaving a note, or, or they just leave a note that says, I'm sorry, you're vampires in another castle. But have that castle locked up so that you can't get out. Unless you can somehow turn to gaseous form like a vampire, you can't get out of there. You're stuck in that castle. Yeah. The thing is, is that it, it, it's fun. Like, if your players walk in going, we already know Curse of Strahd pretty well, it's like, well, then you better change it up. You better change that dungeon because, you know, well, they already know the answers. Why, why, why hand them the That's answers? That's the other thing I've struggled with, and and some of the people who've watched Legion of Myth before, or other people's channels, I've been on and said this. Like, a, it's a weakness of me when it comes to dungeons. I'm that guy that wants to run it as written. That's why I don't do modules because I know that's not how they're supposed to be run. But I can't help it. It's that that that. Uh, I mean, I don't have any sort of you know A or O or MDDs or whatever. But it, it's like some sort of like little OCD compulsion. It's like that's the way it's written. That's how I have to run it. That's how I want to run it. And I know. <laughs> I need to change it, and when I do change it, I'm always like, "But, but, did I, did I, by changing it, did I screw up the the writer's intent?" And it's like, "Oh my god!" Like if I, when I write a module, I would never, I would never say run it as written. I would say, "Oh my god, if you run it as written, you're weird." But if I grab your <laughs> module, I have to run it as written. Like you see, what I'm saying. So I've always struggled with that with dungeons. Yeah, and more like you know, more power to you on that one. I am the exact opposite. I'm the one who looks I at the I want to be the exact opposite. But the thing here, but okay, the answer to that one is quite simple. Don't give it, like, when was that module written? What, 1979? Don't give a yeah. shit about it. Like, the original Strahd? Uh, uh, 80s? Uh, or 84. Oh, the, ori the original one? Let me look. It, it, it was in the early 80s, early to mid 80s, I think. Yeah. It's early. As Max, as Max turns around and goes to his bookshelf of, of holding. I'm sorry, my bookshelf of holding only has Legend of the Five Rings and Shadow on it, so I don't have anything useful on it. So all, 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 mine, all mine are downstairs. Right. In the library. I have nothing, I have nothing of value. Oh, wait, no, I, I do have somebody's old second edition player's handbook over here. Cool. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I can't find it right now. I probably mixed it in with my Ravenloft I, stuff instead of my modules. But Yeah, the thing is, is that Unless you're playing with the actual writer who, or having the actual writer over your shoulder going, um, that's not what I intended. 
I mean, you can actually have a bit more fun going. Oh, oh no, I, I, my brain. Eighty-three. This. Like, yeah, I but, can talk to you she, about this and say this, but when I'm in the module, when I, I see it, when, oh, when no. I see a place where I'm like, okay, I really need to change this spot up because of what the characters are doing, because I know they already know the secret or something like that. I'm just like, no, but this is the way it's supposed to be, and, and the, I just get that and, block. And there are some moments where, you, where if your players do have that, that. Where you think you're the most cunning GM in the entire universe, and your party goes, "We oh, figured God, out no. the entire plot line right now," and I'm like, "Okay, what are you gonna do with the fact that you now have that you know that you know what I'm doing?" And then it becomes the power dynamic shifts a little bit, and it put and for once it's it's not you as director and your party reacting. Now it's the party's directing to a degree. For as long as they're they're accurate, they get to have a little bit of control. And, and you then, know what? And if they can do that legitimately, that's that's great. I want a party that can think like that. What I don't like is when they read the module beforehand. That's oh why, God, no! Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Which is why you, you always change the module, but I never oh, change the module. module. <laughs> so the first uh, the first Ravenloft book came out in '83. Okay. Well, I can almost guarantee you that the guy who wrote the original Ravenloft book. Probably is not going to be here to talk to us. I don't know. Chasey Hickman pops up everywhere. He popped up in Germany when I was out there. I'm just saying. Man, okay. <laughs> if he shows up in, if he shows up in rural, and you know, in some small town in central Illinois, and to yell at me for not running Ravenloft <laughs> right, first off, I'm, gonna, I'm calling security because he's not where he's supposed to be. Security. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 like, or, have, did you escape the old folks' home? Please go back. I mean, I, it's, a strong argument to play the rules as written, uh, especially for modules. And it really doesn't matter what, what module is, because, but, you know, with new, with new players, let me put it this way with new players, when I am having people sit down at a game shop and I'm running for them uh, pick a module that came out in the last 10 years or 20 years or whatever. 10 to 1, if they're under the age of if they're under the age of 20, they've never played it before. Oh, they never have. Sure. Right. So I can get I can uh, get around playing, uh, running Rise of the Rune Lord out Pathfinder, five different directions with kids who don't even know what this what it was get, uh, come from. And I can tinker around with okay, this didn't work last time, but this will this way just to not make it once again make it better for the players because you know if it's a group of buddies sitting on the table around the table, you can do basically abuse them however you want because they'll put up with it because unfortunately <laughs> they like you. But if you're working through a game shop, it, you, you the kid gloves have to stay on. They do, and I I understand that. I mean, rules is written now. See. I guess I have to differentiate between the people who play on that competitive. I don't know. Is uh, I I know it used to be called RPGA or whatever the heck it was called. That the official TSR oh, yeah. yep. Yep. certification RPGA. for yeah. And <laughs> I know it's got new names. You know, it's been rebranded to I don't know whatever. Adventure League or is that the Adventure Pathfinder League one? or Society Play or yeah. whatever. Like those people, they have to play it by the book because you know what they're playing 
an officially sanctioned game in an officially sanctioned environment, and it might as well be a pseudo-convention tournament and, game. And, th and those characters go with those people around the world. They get, like, signed mm -hmm. off on and so forth. Cause yeah. I, I, the yep. group that I was in when I was in Germany, they were all society players, and they got mad at me because I refused to sign up for the society. I said, no, I want actual experience points, not this weird stuff they, that you're handing out. Yeah. But uh, but they're they're absolutely serious about it. They got certified. They got So, yeah, you have to follow... And for those kind of people, you know what? Cool. Play it, run it. You're just trying to like beat your best times and hope your dice don't fuck you. Mm -hmm. And that's that. And that's those cool. adventures are god awful. Well, yeah, yeah. Because except for the one in Pathfinder when you find a pair of mech suits, that one was actually fun <laughs> to run. Oh god, um, uh, Iron Gods or something like that. Yeah, um, Iron God. Yeah, it's something like that. It was so bad. It made me giggle, and everybody left the table that night laughing and having a good time. It was pure cheese, but they enjoyed yes. themselves. Now, but the thing is, is that most of us, I don't think any of us are running a society or adventure league game, so none of us need to be signed off. None of us have to worry about the evil overlord who at Corporate HQ going... I believe you are running the game incorrectly. At the current moment, technically, I'm working at a brick store. So, yes, I'm running Society. Okay, so you're running it, but unfortunately, well, fortunately for everybody else, most of us are running out of our basements or out of private locations. So oh, yeah, yeah. That's where you get to abuse your friends. I get but, it. But, but even oh, if yeah. you play at a store, you, I mean, I, I, Society play being something totally different, but when I right. played in stores in the past, it'd be like, you know, let's say you were running a game, be like, all right, I'm be running a game. It's going to be... You use, use Forgotten Realm Gods, but it's going to be in my own maps and uh, a 3D6 straight down the line. All right, uh, come back next week with your characters. You know, it'd be stuff like Sweet. that. And then you'd come finding out that, uh, you know, that it's, it's a homebrew setting, of course. But uh, nobody complained about this stuff. The only thing was, like, no. just, let, just let me know what to expect so when I make my character, I just got to know that it's viable in your world. Other than that, who cares? Yeah, right. I completely agree with that style of gaming. But I'm talking, that was gaming stores. That's when I lived in New Mexico and Illinois. And... Before the millennials, you know, or oh, okay. whatever generation we are on now took over. I, I technically, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I don't, I hate the, f I was born in 83. So by definition, I'm a millennial, but I hate my own generation. Um, Youngin. Gen X, baby. I hate a lot of Gen X. I, I, I want to be a Gen X. All my friends are of that generation. I, I get you people. I don't get my own people. It, it's just bad. You people. But no. why <laughs> society and eventually league was created is because somewhere down the line, they've decided it's okay to give everybody a trophy. I'm sorry you shit your, bed on, uh, shit your pants on third base. Go home with a trophy. But and that's I, why these systems were created the way they are. But all League is is just a continuation of um of, RPGA. of, of yeah. RPGA. So it's been around for longer than what. But I will say I had a lot of experience with RPGA, and while some of those nerds in there were annoying, and and how technical they would get with uh you know how, how points were distributed and and so forth. Every time I played, at least at War Games West when I lived in Albuquerque, um I had lots of fun 
playing there outside of that location eh, but uh because they didn't take it too seriously it was almost like a real game they did follow the dumb little rules and so forth that you had to follow but i don't know it was, it was definitely more fun every time i've played now i haven't played any adventure league but i have played pathfinder society because that was the only group i could find uh and no it was all about i need to do this so i can get my five points or whatever and my citation saying i showed up today mm-hmm. yes yeah it's there's so much paperwork, and that's the one part of it I absolutely hate. Is I end up doing more paperwork saying you showed up and uh, played than I am putting prep work into my table. As somebody who likes paperwork, I find that annoying. It's <laughs> the reason why I don't play Wizards. Wizards equal uh, paperwork. You know, uh, you do the paperwork, you file everything properly, you can warp reality. That's all it comes down to. The tabletop game I'm rewriting there, uh, Andy, it never once mentions that you should have Hero Labs or PC Gen for your character. It always says, write your character up with a spare college rule notebook, and you'll be fine. Oh, no, no, it's fair, but... I'm translexia and dyslexia, so I need my my I, I you know trying to do this stuff is not my best friend. That's why you use the computer to assist, then transfer to paper. That's why you need one of these just on hand at all times. At all it's like times. these are gamer nerds. We don't use logic. <laughs> I don't know. Is this college? Yeah, that's like that's like wait wait that that's that's like that's like a, a communications company, you know actually you know dealing and communicating with each other each apartment look that's look, blasphemy you were in the military you know this and i think it's true in the civilian world when i worked there as well com troops are the worst communicators yes actually actually no because the commo guys were my buddies so i could get First pretty you guys in the army can't even say it right you add a stupid o like it's spanish on the end of it a c-o-m-m-o I got nothing. I'm out. I'm, I, I'm watching now. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, yeah, you go over there and build something. Bruce, go over there. Bruce, go over there and build something. Yeah, let me get some popcorn before we get this started. Hold on. Ding, ding. Round one. There's no O on the end of com. <laughs> oh. Stupid army weirdos. Um. Oh. Now, the, the, the dungeons, Max, the, the easiest way that I've ever used a dungeon is I get familiar with the layout. Right. And I look at the layout, look at the map of it, and once I have an idea of how that map is set up, I think of things like, where would the food be? Where would the monsters go to eat? And oh, when I, I build my own, like, I have no problems. It's using anybody else's, like, oh. module dungeons. That's where I struggle. It should be hard for you. It really should not. No, because every time I see a module dungeon, I'm like, oh, you guys walk stomping in there. The entire dungeon should now be coming out trying to eat you. The hydra at the bottom heard you. You were so stupid and should be coming out here to the. (laughs) I agree. This is why every dungeon needs to have like a a line of zombies who howl at every 40 feet in the walls. So that way, (laughs) when the fight starts, the zombies just go, "Ah!" and then they just summon all the other ones. And then. The necromancer at the bottom of the dungeon, 18 levels down, goes, oh, 
I have guessed. Early, early warning system just went off. <laughs> ah, ah. Ah, fresh troops. Can you go up there and set up the trip zombies again, please? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. boss. A couple of weeks ago, I'm in I'm in one of my buddies' campaigns, and I'm playing. Uh, I can't believe I'm in this. I'm playing a bard, and uh, I know what you're gonna say, Bruce, but I'm playing a bard. Uh, and I cast sleep, and because I'm past a certain level, uh, it, go, uh, it gets an extra D8 or uh, uh, extra D8, right? I cast sleep. The orcs that were about ready to fight go asleep. They they go unconscious, and the cobalt goblin goes and does psychic plague and kills one. The barbarian, the barbarian, not the paladin, because we don't have one in party. We should not kill them while they're asleep. We need to wake them up, then kill them. Like, are what? you fucking kidding me? <laughs> a barbarian with a conscience? When did that happen? <laughs> because of honor, is is dishonorable? I can't gain honor from I from sleeping people. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, if, if you think about it, you know, some of the, a lot of the barbarians are very deep in with honor. Well, if, you, if you're playing a barbarian more Native American oriented, I guess I could see that. If you're playing your barbarian the, the the freaking Nordic Viking way, where you're out there without a shirt on, in the middle of a blizzard, smacking things with your coked up battle axe, hey, you don't care. You're blood eagling everybody. Someone put the sleeping potion. Look, someone put the sleeping. I am poison in the milk for the of barbarians. So we can actually do the real work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna totally ba Baracus this. Yep. Ah, uh, great. The Klingons. Uh, the, the Klingons can see about honor again. Quick, spike his milk so that way we can go out and, <laughs> and kill people properly. Wakes up, this guy wakes up the orc and said, you know, tries to tie him up and wakes him up and says, hey, we're, we're, where's your leader? You know, we're going to go through the dungeon. A dun It was actually supposed to be a dungeon crawl. And what does he do? The orc yells in, in, uh, something in Orkage, which the DM basically says, intruders, intruders, danger, Will Robinson, intruders. And next thing I know, we, a party of five are facing down like six, eight different orcs and I'm like i'm looking at the barbarian i'm like go on now rage because you did something stupid go fix your mistakes please be mad at yourself over this yeah. <laughs> so when you do something dumb in the beginning or the middle of the dungeon yes it should have consequences there should be a line of ass kicking whatever below levels coming up to greet you with a smack to the face and, and that's say, what are you thinking and that's the fun of what a dungeon gets gives you. But I hate to say it, we've just hit two hours, and I would like not to go too far past that. Only because I have work in the morning. I'm this so is why sorry. you never invite Max to a stream. You know, if I ever have a day off where I don't work and there's a stream, that'd be great. I'd love to have a nine-hour stream. That would be fantastic. But I have this thing called work in the morning and trucks. And I'm lucky got... if I have about a three-minute and... stream, but that's really when I first wake up. And Dio. And... <laughs> And DOT doesn't like you when you don't, when you don't sleep and drive. <laughs> oh, come on, Garrett. That was funny. <laughs> you guys missed it today. We were in, uh, we were getting ready for the morning meeting and the news came on and they were showing a Amazon Prime truck in San Antonio. Let me see if I can pull up the. Okay. This, this, oh, well, well, Bruce is pulling that up. I will say thanks for inviting me in. Uh, I, I enjoyed our Paladin rant. 
uh, mm-hmm. more often. <laughs> I'm happy to have somebody bring up uh, bring a new take on paladins. I, 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 you can't see it because I, I don't have my camera, but I'm shaking my head because that's not a, that's the old take. <laughs> Look, it's a fresh take on fresh. Paladins. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Um, no, d- dungeons are something though that uh, is always uh, when I make my own, I tend to do fine. But then again, I don't do weird dungeons. Like I, again, I, I my brain gets in these things. Like why is this here? I remember I talked with Grim about this one time, and he's similar to this. Like why is this dungeon here? This doesn't make any sense. Nobody would build this. I'm not doing this. So most of my dungeons tend to be cave systems or sewer systems or or uh, even ca- uh, more like castles. Like uh, in Earthdawn, they're called cares, but they're like above ground cities. Uh, Things like that instead of just dungeons or maybe like a catacomb. Like I actually copied the catacombs from uh, Paris and uh, utilized that. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, not the semis, but the catacombs from Paris. No, that's also awesome, dude. No. (laughs) You're right. If you guys want to keep going without me, that's cool. I I can bow out, so. We we could, but it wouldn't be nearly as fun. This guy, Jackknife, today knocked out this truck. This little like freezer meat truck off the road. He's a jackknife. Then he went off the highway and onto the frontage road southbound I-35. Is everybody okay? Uh, I haven't read up on the story too much. I heard he was in. Uh, he, he, they, they took him and he thought they thought he was in intensive care first. God. Uh. Thank you, Shad Zero, for putting my Discord there in the, the company chat for tonight's uh, session. Um, I want to know, do you guys want to continue this next set next Thursday? Because I think this is kind of something that we're all angling to talk about. Not, I want to tell you about my game, but oh, I want to tell you about ways that you can help interpret things that you've stumbled over for before. And you have had issue with, like with Max, he has a problem with dungeons. With me, I have a problem with equality. It was, you know, just, just basic things. And just basic things. So, wow. We all had fun. I, I want to know if you guys want to do this again. We could have a, a second, not a second discussion, but a continuation. Hey, of a this. part two? <sighs> Cliffhanger? What? <laughs> Well, as I've said before, Bruce, I am more than willing to come on to your uh, podcast whenever you want me to. Uh, I don't have a life otherwise. Um, Hey, cool. I'm okay with this. Someone else bounce off. It's great. (laughs) And and just as a side note, tomorrow night – wait, today's Thursday, right? Yes. Yes. Tomorrow night night I do have my chill stream. There's no unscripted evil for the rest of this year, so uh, uh, my chill stream will start at 7 p.m. If I can get free, I'll make it. Cool. Well, it's nice to talk to you again, Max. I think this is the second time we've talked. Something like I that. Yeah, had... no, it's, it's it's always fun. The fact that you guys put up with me is great, so I appreciate I'm that. I usually only talk to you via, via like, 200 characters at a time, so. <laughs> or by. I, I thought it was 2,000 characters at a time on Discord, because I don't do Twitter much. Uh, dis- no, it's two hundred on it's two hundred on YouTube. It's two thousand on oh, okay. on Discord, and I oh. tend to write um, small thesis papers. So, <laughs> I, hey, that's that's my style as well. So I have no problem with that. All right. Oh God, equality ecologies in our dungeon. Well, that's no. the topic for tomorrow. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there I mean, is. 
There is uh, Max's link there. Put it in both mine and Lucy. Between hobgoblins and goblins <clears throat> and dragons. Well, goblins and hobgoblins are, are the same species. Dragons are just horny and they'll do anything. <laughs> what, what world are you? Wait, where are your dragons coming from? Because if, if I see a dragon with a shoulder coming after me, I'm running. <laughs> Dra dragon, dragons are the new Zeus. They'd hit it. Cobalt's come from somewhere. Oh my god! I remember reading it was a it was a splat book for three point five. But uh, what could breed with what? Like humans can breed with most things. Oh, like, oh. and then they got down to dragons, and dragons can breed with everything. I'm like, oh my god. The worst, the worst that I saw was actually in 5e, where somebody showed that a furbolg and a gnome had a half species. I said, I'm out. I'm done. No, no. What would that be called? God. A gnome? A gnome? A gnomphob? God. I, I, a tribble. Yeah, so, so no, I was, well, I was going to go to sleep. Now I'm not going to be able to sleep thinking about that one. Great, just, great. Just, Shut yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just don't, just don't think about the ants chasing you on your bike either. We'll be fine. I mean, I'm not ten anymore. Dragon gnome cobalt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. Isn't like a Great Dane hooking up with a Chihuahua? You just feel bad for the Chihuahua. I mean, <laughs> oh, but the Chihuahua is the male. Oh. <laughs> So there's a joke, but it just needs a timer to play to go back. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Thank you much for, for definitely joining us. Make sure you do go check out Max over on his uh, channel, because probably myself and Bruce will probably be over there tomorrow. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, we will be back, and we will revisit this next week. All so, right. See you in seven uh, days then. Yes, the Dungeon Classic Orgy. Amazing. Amazing topic. <laughs> You'll have an entire grouping of, of fans from the East. This is the, this is the cliffhanger, Bruce. We have just started talking about the dungeon we're going to talk about next. Mistress of the Dark's Dungeon. And remember, oh. safe word is conquest. Fire at will. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us at Table Breakers. We'll see you on episode 10 next week, 7.40 p.m. or 19.40 for you DVD 14 motherfuckers. Take care, everybody. Night.